You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I'm so excited to be mixing up the news this week. I've got a very fun guest who is uh, newly engaged. There's a ring on it, everybody. Please welcome Mani from Mixing with Mani. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Ring and all. I mean, I'm really one of those girls. I've, I've said to you off air, I am going full Brittany Cartwright. I love to be the girl who is only using her left hand for everything, very overdramatically flashing it. It's just, it's obnoxious, but I'm into it. But I assume that your fiance is not, is, is no Jax Taylor. No, no. My fiance is actually <laughs> fantastic, which is why I'm so excited to be engaged. She's lovely. She's uh, in school to be a chiropractor. She does not think about all these Bravo things, but I get, I've managed to get her to watch everything with me. I mean, while in the midst of her studying to be, you know, to get her doctorate, she is involved in Salt Lake City. She has opinions on Potomac. She gives me full Atlanta. Like I'll text her like, oh, I'm watching Atlanta for the pod. And she's like, oh, what's out me? And I'm like, I found the one. I mean, honestly. I love it. Well, I'm excited. Congrats. I know you like blew up Instagram when your uh, your engagement <laughs> announcement happened. Every like it was the talk of the town in the podcaster world. Thank you. It was so exciting. I'm very grateful for everyone being so excited for me as well. So we have so much juicy tea to break down. Yes. First up, I, I need to know what your thoughts, because you mentioned Salt Lake City. Did you, what would you rate it now that we're coming to an end? We got the reunion looks. Like, what would you rate the show for its first season overall? So I think that overall, if I take out everything about like my, I won't say expertise, but like my overindulgence of Bravo knowledge and behind the scenes and everything, I'd give this season probably a nine or a nine, like a 9.5 out of 10. But because of how much I know and everything, I probably would give it a seven and a half. And that's mainly because the production switch ups, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm seeing those remnants, right? And I think that we should have had more Mary. It's really concerning to me that the first production company allegedly didn't think Mary was good enough to be full time because my God, it's everything. But then the scenes that she has feel solo scenes. You know what right. I mean? They feel like they're filler, but they just added them in later. I wish, I think we would have gotten an even more dramatic and bigger reaction at Coach Shaw's party had Mary been forced to be invited, had they had a real conversation with her, had we had receipts, like if she was more involved in the production and that, and someone even brought up, you know, Lisa Barlow's kind of like her lunch, like her influencer lunch of all the business women that felt like a filler scene. I would have loved to see what that looked like. Was that really, you know, filmed in succession to everything else? I just, I felt like some moments were a little bit like we need to do something because of the formula. Like we need to put a central plot and a central, a central problem in the middle. Whereas I thought this cast dynamically put together 
could have genuinely given us more if they knew really the direction they needed to go in. And so much wasn't changed up last minute because they're fantastic. I think as a whole, the women are dynamite, love the cast. Even though I have strong opinions on a, a few of them, I want no one to go. I want everyone to stay where they are, cold and really inappropriate heels. I want it. I want them to stay where they are. I have to agree with you because everybody's like really like eating Salt Lake City's asshole right now. And everyone's like, it's so good. It's like A plus. And I'm like, it is really good. But I love that you explain it from like that Bravo brain of like understanding the behind the scenes and the dynamics. Because for me, there was something that like it wasn't a full like nine for me. I was like, it's a seven and a half or like an eight, a solid eight for sure. But I couldn't figure out what it was. And I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that you can see the the shift in the production because, you know, at the beginning they had one production company and then they had somebody else come in and completely shift. I think it's the, the production company that does New York, right? That ended up taking over for Salt right. Lake City. And so you yes. can see where there are these little moments of disconnect. And, you know, it's funny. I think it's, who is it? Oh, no, Bravo. She always has Mary on a milk cart and she's like, where's Mary? And it's so true. It's because, you know, you can tell that Mary really was an afterthought during the filming of a lot of it, that trying to piece her in as a full-time housewife when she didn't film as a full-time housewife, that's where it's a really, you know, it's a lot more challenging because like then you have issues with like, um, or other shows like, Beverly Hills where Sutton was supposed to be full-time and she's literally in all of the scenes, but they just cut down her dialogue a lot. And you can just tell like that wasn't the case with Mary. Mary was somebody that we upgraded way after the fact. And I don't know how we even missed that. I think maybe How did we let her slip through our fingers? I want to have a meeting with (laughs) everyone involved, Bravo production companies past and current, because if you use your entire house as a closet, we need to have a conversation about your participation on the show. And the, the conversation is centered around, do we just go for it and put her in the middle of the whole cast? Because what are you talking about? Yeah. The fact that she lives in a separate room than her husband, grandfather, like her yeah. grand hu- grandhusband, as Ona Bravo does also call yes. him. It, she lives in a separate room. He has another room. She uses his room as a closet as well. Like they live in it. They have a bunch of houses that are just dark. So there's just no one home at those houses. I I just, it's so mind boggling. I have so many more questions about her life. And that's before I even get into the whole grand husband of it all. Before I even get into the the parishioners at the church and the the construction of her congregation, I have questions. And they're good housewife questions. Like she makes for good housewives. It's opulent. It's over the top. There's no self-awareness, a lot of narcissism, Mm -hmm. very, very jittery. Like there's so much personality. It's spilling at the seams. I think she's fantastic. I think she was built for this. I agree. And I think, so you would say keep the entire cast as is season two. You're ready for it. I would too. I don't even want to, I don't even want to friend up. I think, I think we'd be jumping the gun if yeah. we added too many voices right now. Because we I didn't get a full, ready for it. we didn't get a full right. rounded season one with the right. current cast. I agree. We don't know what it looks like to really have all of them in the same room together. We've only had two parties. And what's so crazy is that people don't realize the connection is the episode that, everyone is eating the asshole over is, you know, the whole, you're going to go over there with Mary who fucked her grandpa. And then the actual lunch with the beta fish and stuff on the table, which non coincidentally, Mary is at the root of both of those. Right. But also those are the only two times so far that we've had the entire cast 
film together. I yeah. think we need to see what more of that looks like. I think we need to see more of what it looks like to have a concurrent. All of us are in the same thing. We're doing the same thing. We're talking to each other about what happened the other night. We're going to lunch about what happened the other night. There's never enough dialogue. What scene was it that really concerned me? I think it was like, oh, it was Heather and Lisa met up to get lunch to talk about the night, the party, like Whitney's party the night before or something like that. And I was just like, okay, continuity error. When did they become friends? Because yeah. Lisa in episode one does never heard of her. Think she's a disgrace. Never heard of her, but think she's a disgrace. Like <laughs> never heard of her, but Heather lives rent free in her brain. And she's like, you're a disgrace to Mormonism, even though Lisa is not even Mormon. So I have so many questions. How did we get there? We just jumped it. And I think we need to see more of what actually the cast can do as a whole. I think change nothing, add no one, leave everyone where they are. Is it fair to say that Mary's your MVP of the season? So believe it or not, Mary is not my MVP of the season. Mine is is, is Lisa. I, I really Lisa, think Lisa Barlow really? is a dynamite character because what's so funny is every time she's on TV, she's on the screen, you can actively see her trying to portray what she thinks will sell. Yeah. She's trying to be, I am very put together. She cries that, you know, her biggest flaw is that she's too perfect and she works too hard. But because of who she is, it spills out. Like she can't hide it. She can't hide the absurdity, no matter how much she tries. And it's the editing of her. There's so much potential. It's like the um, the bozo music in the background as she's explaining to her husband all the things that happened at the party. And her husband's like, do you just want me to listen or do you want me to comment? And she goes, no, just listen. I mean, she's throwing Rolexes out the window, says it with a straight face. And she's like, I just want everyone to see how much of a perfect mom I am. I throw my children big, big parties. But what we hear is mommy's not available for two weeks because Sundance is way more important and my kids know it. So I throw them a party like a month early because I love them, but I love Sundance more. I'm MIA. And like, of, of all the housewives, like they, their whole thing is like they're doting mothers. Like that's like the one thing you can never touch on. And Lisa is like actively telling us, yeah, I don't mom for like three, three months out of the year to prepare for this one thing. And then when I do mom, I don't even really do that. I, the best way for me to start to spend time with my kids is to start a business with them. Like what? She goes, it's a great way for us to spend time together as she's taking them to the aquarium, which is what she thinks will sell. And it's like, you do know you can also just take your kids to the aquarium. Like that's also quality time. You don't have to start a business with them and make them goal setters and like go getters at 10. <laughs> It's adorable. I love her. I really do. She is truly a piece of work for sure. She's nuts. She's, but that's what makes the best housewife is when they're so detached from like reality and like yes. they are just in their own like bubble of an ego of themselves. Yes, absurdity. I mean, she pulls, she teaches her son how to drive and she's like, this is me. I am showing the world I'm such a great mom. I'm involved. And she pulls them up there and sends them in there to a gas station to get something that doesn't exist, which is a 44-ounce Diet Coke with no ice and lemon. There's no lemon at a Wawa, like at a gas station. They just don't exist. But the absurdity of her, I think, is phenomenal. And I think her husband's adorable. I think he is, like, so quiet. He is in those confessionals every week saying the prepared lines, and they ask him, did Lisa tell you to say that? And he goes, I cannot confirm or deny. (laughs) Like, uh, he is trained i love a media trained husband why not what are your thoughts on jen shaw 
I think that there are parts of her that make sense and there are parts of her that are definitely put on. And I think what sucks is that she thinks she has to put on. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think she thinks that she has to be that perfect formula of a housewife. It definitely gives me, I've studied. She, okay. So without this signing like shady, let me rephrase it. It feels like she was the overachiever in high school. Like she already had the 4.0, the straight A's super duper smart. No one doubts her readiness for like the SATs. Right. And then she spends all her money on SAT prep and gets all the books and then like does everything by the book. And that to me, I'm like, girl, I could, I can tell, I can promise you, you were already built for this. You did not need to give us the formula of housewife. I don't need to see you rollerblading in your office or rented office or whatever the hell it is with a tiara and trying to hula hoop. I don't. You already have the gay assistants. You already have the really hot, really nice, good husband. You already have the husband who like the, with the marriage plot line that isn't even fake. Like he, this is his real job and he really does leave you this many times a year. There's already tension there. You don't have to make anything up. I like the way she is with her husband. She did like that dynamic, like a Jennifer Aiden kind of like one way with the women. Then at home, you almost want to like totally root for this person and you love everything about them at home. Right. Her kids love her. She's overly obsessed with her children who are like, can you just give me a little air to breathe? And she's like, no, I love you. Like be my, be with me. Let me cuddle with you. I mean, she's, I think she's great. I just think that she definitely put on a lot for the show. And I don't think she needs to do that. I think there's so much already there. And I love to see her in a second season because I think she'll calm it down. I sure hope so. It's a bit, it feel there are moments where it like feels too forced and you're right. She doesn't need to try there's so hard because <laughs> she has all of the pieces that would just make her like a solid a housewife without yeah. needing to like push for that extra, you know, 4.2 GPA. Like nobody likes yes. the bitch with the 4.2, like keep the 4.0. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, we're good with a 4.0. Everybody listen. I'm good with a 3.7. Listen, all other franchises are barely 2.7 passing, honey. Okay. Yeah. And Jen over here should be like, I want a 4.5. It's like, okay, APIB girl, which <laughs> I was that girl who took the AP classes, the extra everything. It doesn't do, listen, it doesn't do anything later. It doesn't later do anything on. later. It really on. doesn't. Yeah. It, and nobody gives a fuck what you did in AP US yep. history. And that's Jen. She's like giving me, I must get the overachieving goals when we've set through OC. We've yeah. set through this last season of Roni. We've set through so many things. A 2.5. We're watching Dallas, honey. We are already underachievers. You don't need to add on. It's right. fine. We'll take you for who you are. Do you think that this will be a good season of Roni? I'm not having um, high hopes no. for it because last season no. was very lackluster for me. And just this new season, like I, I'm excited to see there be a bit of a cast shake up and to see some new faces join the cast. But I'm not... To me, I feel like Bethany and Dorinda were very much anchors for the show and they knew how to kind of produce yes. and keep the show moving. And I yes. think we, with Dorinda being in such a funky place last season, she struggled with holding that role a little bit. And if we didn't have a great season last season, I just don't have high hopes for this new season. And I don't know if Leah yeah. can do that. I don't think she can. I actually think that the rose-colored glasses that are for um, Leah will probably come off for a lot of people. And that is not, I mean, you can take it as shade for her, but really it's just that second seasons for Housewives are tough. 
Yeah. Not to mention the whole first season, like she even said, she didn't really get to relish in the response of people because it was COVID. So we were just happy to be getting new content at that yeah. point. We were just like, but now we've had now, by the time Roni comes out, we would have had three, almost four seasons of COVID housewives. Yeah. Like we are now, we have a, th- a standard, we have a threshold, we know what we don't want. And so I think that what was so fr- refreshing about Leah, that air is going to move and it's yeah. and we now have two new we have one new house i have one new friend up i think that i don't have high hopes because the chemistry kind of it's not going to be there for me anymore one thing that i love the most about roni is that when they went to the berserkers i believed them they all wanted to be there they all genuinely did love or like each other there was just always something in the way and that was what made it fun is if it go out of control it would take a toll and then they could be friends. And I don't feel like that's going to be able to happen with new people, with old people and then new people and then together because you're basically banking on Luann, Sonia and Ramona being the most inviting, friendly people of the group. And that's not it. That's so, not it at all. And like there was already a disconnect with them and Leah last season because of the big right. age difference that Leah had right. Tinsley. And that was a cute moment for the two of them last season, but we don't have Tinsley now. And now you're right. bringing in new housewives that are also younger, that it's just, it's going to be, a weird um it's I think it's gonna be we don't, weird. I, I, we don't enjoy watching the awkward get to know each other phase. I think we like the chemistry when they're friends and, the and they have history. I hate when they lie to me about how they're BFFs and they met each other. Oh we met each other months ago. We became fast friends. No, this person was hired to do this job and that's fine. Yeah. Let's like let's not act like yeah. we're dumb. Like we know what's happening here, yeah. right? And I really also just don't want the whole diversity push to be like, well, if no one watches the season, it's because of the diversity that we decided to, right. you know, bring in. But that's not it, honey. Just no. know what you're casting, know what's going on, and know that chemistry matters, especially on Roni. People have such high, high hopes because they're able to fight and make up in 10 seconds flat, unlike anyone you've ever seen. But that's also because majority of the time they've been doing this with each other for years yeah and if that's not the case anymore what do we have right are you looking forward to jersey the trailer dropped this week i mean that was it for me that was a 10 out of 10 trailer i thought it was beyond that i don't think if this is the trailer what is the season i don't know I loved it. That's why I love your point about New York, because when New York comes back, we will have had a full Jersey season that had aired that was taped during the pandemic. And like at this point, Bravo found their footing and was able to kind of navigate through it. Whereas like some of the other seasons, like OC was a little rough. I was actually, I know. That was the first one. Yeah. And you skipped OC, right? You didn't watch this season of OC? I didn't watch. I kept abreast with with a lot of things, of course, because. Because, I mean, we do this. We're obsessed. We're in it all day. But I did not watch. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do 2020 again with Kelly Dodd. I just can't. It was... So, for me, I was not looking forward to OC because I was worried about how they were going to handle the pandemic. And for me, I'm like, it's too close to home. We just went through it. I don't need to see these bitches... Like, I don't need to see Shannon Bedore crying about, you know, COVID in her, you know, in one of her homes while her daughters are quarantined in another home. Like, I just... To me, it's out of touch it's just right. like i don't and i'm still in it i'm like, still I in it i don't need to relive those emotions so soon you know Maybe. but i will say that when in watching it i was 
more impressed than I didn't have high expectations, but I thought that they handled it in a way. I thought it was going to be weeks of quarantine of lockdown quarantine. And we got Mm -hmm. the full, like the full months of lockdown in like one or two episodes, which I thought was, you know, not terrible, but I think the biggest talking point from OC though, right now is Bronwyn. Are you a fan of Bronwyn? I feel like everybody hates Bronwyn right now. Oh, this is exactly what I'm talking about. That second season housewife. Yeah. Okay. Like this is exactly it. The first season. Oh, it's refreshing. Oh, we needed her. Oh, we love her. And then the second season now, you know, for a lot of different reasons, second season housewives tend to like, it's like they, whatever they, the persona they were trying to portray, you can't keep it up forever. It's just impossible. And it's not that I think that the persona that she gave us in her first season was one thing and the second season was another thing. I genuinely think that there's a major, major shift to her personality. And the first season, she was drinking. The second season, not only was she not drinking, she decided to detox days before filming, which God bless you, I could not do it. I mean, great for you. But I watch Housewives and sometimes need to drink, right? Like that's how stressed I am. I can't imagine filming it. I'm talking about 43 minutes of content with commercial breaks. And I'm like, ooh, I need a shot. Like, especially with Kelly Scott and you have Emily Simpson. They're very opinionated. They're very strong-willed individuals. Shana's crying all the goddamn time. Like there's a lot there. And then she decides to explore her sexuality. And then there's a lot of kids. And then she's in the house. And I'm like... To me, the formula was always going to be very trying. It felt like a lot. Um, I am a fan of Brahman as a person. I've, you know, we've been able to correspond very cordially and and lovingly over DM and stuff um, and text message. Uh, I I do think that on TV, I get it. And I I don't think that it's, I don't like to ever blame editing. I really don't. I don't think that you can edit what you say. It's like you said it, you know what I mean? And I think that's the thing. But the problem I have is as much as I do love and I have a respect for Bronwyn, we've worked, you know, on some things together and I I really appreciate that. I think that going, being sober, it's really hard to, to watch on television for anybody. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really want Dorinda to go and like clean herself up. And I would love to see her back because I think that the genuine part of Dorinda that we love is still there. I think we don't know what that is in Bronwyn yet because we've never seen sober Bronwyn. We've right. seen drunk or drinking Bronwyn and we've seen sobering Bronwyn. And get, sobering up is messy. I've had a few family members get sober. And what people don't realize is like, you know, we're in a society where social media, we're always like, it's okay not to be okay. And put that drink down, girl. You're doing great. And like, yes, sober. Like We all celebrate it when it's like, a Canva post, like it's, right. it's like a tweet. But then we see what it looks like messy and all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, why are they like that? And it's, you have no idea what is going on in their head and their heart and then life is stressful. And the vices that we even think about, they can't even think about anymore. And a lot of changes. I like to often akin it to Lala Kent, Vanderpump Rules when she yes. was grieving and then she like yelled at, um, uh, not, I want to call this Raquel. I'm like, Bambi eyed bitch. What's her name? (laughs) Raquel. And, but that to me was a dark, dark, dark moment because I'm like, she didn't give a fuck where she was, who hurt her, who she was around. The fact that she was on the clock, the fact that she was working, the fact that this is a patron and not just her cast member. None of those things existed. And she was truly unleashing on this individual for just being there. 
And I think that that's something that people don't recognize is that when you are sobering, when you're going through something, when you have a major life transition, you need time to mellow out. And she didn't take any of it. And then there was a pandemic and it was a quarantine. And honestly, I get why people have a lot of feelings because that's a lot of things to go to all come into play at one time. And it doesn't help, obviously, that the cast is like, oh, we all hate her. Okay, great. Good on that. We can all band together. It's like this is what happens in Beverly Hills. They all figure out who we don't like and we jump on that all on the same side. And I think that OC was a tough one. I, I wouldn't really recommend filming while detoxing on the same time. But, you know, it, 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 as Roman is the person I, I, I respect and I, I, I like. And I think that as a housewife, I'd like to see her not sobering. I'd like to see her like now. What do you think of her coming out so publicly so quickly after renewing her vows to her husband. And now they're in this like very interesting place where she has a new girlfriend, but yet at the same time, she said that she isn't attracted to men anymore, but she's staying committed to her husband and she would have an issue if he were to date other women, but she's now with a girlfriend and now he's been photographed out. And it's like a really complicated situation between her and Sean. Yeah, I think, you know, marriage is tough. I'm about to enter one. God bless me. <laughs> but to be fair, when she first got on the show, I my radar went up, especially as a lesbian. Mm. I said, mm, I don't think she loved a man like that. I think she loved him. Yeah. I think she loves that he is the father of all her children. And I think she has a love for him because he gave her her children. And it's like, I have obviously questioned my sexuality and I could I didn't have to think about how could I not be attracted to men when I've had babies you know what I mean right. like I, I've been able to do this and then what does that mean there's a lot of guilt that's written with that because my parents are divorced and I know how much guilt my mother felt just for simply thinking to herself that she wanted something other than my father like just a different lifestyle like another man but just I don't want to be married to him anymore. And she instantly felt guilt. She still talks about it to this day. She still feels guilty. When I'm like, girl, I'm better off. Trust me. Like, release yourself from him. But I think that marriage is interesting. I think their marriage is the most of interesting. But I will say, I when she said that she would be heartbroken if Sean dated another person, I think, for me, I think that got misconstrued because I don't think it would be like, you can't date other people. I think it was, it would be all too real to her that right. she in living her truth broke up her family for lack of better words, like quote unquote, like it would be super real that after 20 something years, this little home that she was, she thought she could like make work is no longer it's dissolved because at that point it's, it's gone. It's real. And I think that, living your truth you sometimes don't always think about what it means for the other person and how right. that it, they will end up living their truth as well and i think that's the realization that took her a minute you know to kind of to kind of come around to and what i will say is you know officially i know there's lots of rumors about what happens between her and sean and, and his allegedly having a girlfriend i can say that they are very happy with each other. Like I know that for a fact and they are both allowed to date other people that is official from them. Like She understands that people think that she was like going to like go ham if he dates someone else. It's not the case. 
they're both allowed to be other people, but at the moment, that's just not what's that's not what happened. So it's a lot of a lot of things. I think that she for me, I think that moving on with a girlfriend is very quick into sobriety. She just got sober, but what I will say is is the most lesbian thing you can do. <laughs> like the, the whole joke is, what do you bring to a second date with another woman? It's a you all? Like, yeah. Of course, she's in love now. Of course, honey. Like, are, are you kidding? I'm surprised they haven't decided their, you know, wedding vow themselves. Like, I think that also when you are trying to find sobriety, and definitely when you're trying to figure out your sexuality, you do try to hold on to the the good, happy feelings that you have, and renewing your vows. That's a good, happy feeling. Yeah. That's when you don't feel guilty about shaking anything up. It shows your kids, especially, that you are committed and everything's good. And you're trying to hold on to that happy feeling so that you can kind of push away that nagging feeling that you did something else and something else needs to be happening. Because you really don't want to think that there is something better than the life you created. Like, you did this, right? Like, you right. made these kids. You had this marriage. And how dare me think that I deserve something better? It's like, oh, no, you don't want to blow it all up. So I get it because, I mean, again, I come from a, a family of, of, of divorced parents. And I've seen a lot of the same behaviors minus sobriety or, or being sober and drinking minus questioning your sexuality. I think that she just felt like she needed to answer for people. But because. But again, me, when she first came on the scene, I was like, the way she was talking about Tamara, honey, I was like, uh-huh. I didn't see that same excitement when he came to the Boom Boom townhouse or condo. And she was, you know, she was there. But uh, she and Tamara had a nice little thing going. What does your gaydar say about Sean? Now, that's not my department, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my area. <laughs> That's not my area of expertise. But I mean, she said that every time there was a big birthday for him, and this is like her way probably of making it okay for herself, is that every time it was him, if it was what he wanted, which is, you know, it's like, let me put it on this person, that we got with another woman. But maybe Sean just likes to dip, dab, and do. Maybe he likes to be in, you know, into whatever she is into. I do think that, I think that I understand why people feel like they say, you know, free Sean or whatever. Like they don't recognize that they're very, he's very much a participant of his marriage to Bronwyn. Right. They are very much so partners. He is very aware of what's happening. He does not feel trapped. Again, like I said, officially, they are allowed to date other people, no matter what people think that they, you know, heard her say or whatever. But I do think that he is a good man. Like I get why people think that, you know, that he needs some kind of rescuing because he seems very supportive and you want to make sure that he's happy because she's able to live her life. So out loud. Right. And we don't know that of him, but at the same time, he signed up to support her for the show, but he himself is not a housewife. So we don't watch his stories all day right, right, right. and care about him, but he also doesn't have the personality to do that. Like that's not his that's calling, true. you know? And I think it is a little when you're like putting this social media free Sean, you know, campaign online, it like takes away from thinking that he has a mind of his own and that he couldn't right. willingly as a grown man choose to stay in this relationship with yeah. the woman that he loves that's still the mother of his children. Right. And quite frankly, I mean, if we just go simply regressive old school housewives, if he really didn't like it, he could Simon Barney this thing, right? He could leave. She is 
the housewife and the whole premise of housewives is like they don't have a spotlight until they're on this show. They're always a supporter, like the supporting character. And people are looking into, you know, who he is. He could instantly be like, you know what? I want to go find someone else. I want to be out here. He could do it. He could yeah. absolutely be in these streets if he wanted to be in these streets. Okay. Like, he does not have to be supportive of her. He didn't have to do anything. Like, I don't think that Bronwyn is holding a gun to anyone's head. But also, I don't think that he wouldn't willingly just be like, no. <laughs> like, he could leave. I do believe he could go. He I, has free will. <laughs> I get that. The only part I will say now, just kind of having this conversation, because, and one thing I don't think I've really opened up much about is my situation with my mother is very similar mm-hmm. to Bronwyn's situation, where my mother oh, was wow. in a marriage, and then eventually, you know, things changed, the tide turned. She's now been in a relationship with her partner for the past 10 years. We became one big blended Brady Bunch family. And like, I remember at the beginning, it was just very different. For for me, it was different because it was like my stepfather was a man that was like part of my life for 10 years that like, I just remember it was just very different now seeing my mother so quickly be like, with her husband and then now with, you know, this other woman. And then like, it just, it happened so you know, quickly. And I understand that there were a lot of things she did to try and make it normal for the kids, for all of us. But at the same time, I think there was this point of, and I don't know if he's in this or the kids are in this, but like this place of like, we're just going to act like everything is normal to make it feel more normal Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't feel like such a polarizing shift for all of us, or at least for me. And so I can see if he's kind of caught up in that where he just is like, I want to be supportive. Like there, what I will say for people that are judging them in their relationship is it's a very complicated situation and there are so many layers and so many emotions. so many kids. And so many kids. And with all of the kids, like I know what it was like for us, not saying that it was bad, but it was just different and it was polarizing and it, it came with a load of emotions that for... I couldn't imagine going through it publicly like this. Yeah. And then seeing and with your, so many kids, again, my mom, when she started dating men again, I flipped out. I was pissed. And I didn't even want my parents together. I thought they were not meant to be together. I didn't like it. And I was like, this is just disrupting yeah. my entire life. And no matter how much she was like, well, you money, I need to live my life. And I'm, I'm doing my best. And I just want you to be happy. And she tried to do things to make sure I felt better. And, it just never felt like enough. So I get what you're saying, but like, and imagine they have to consider seven yeah. times that. So it, it's like, if it's cool for six, but not for two or, or for five and not for two, they still have to reconfigure yeah. how to do this for the two. And I think that that's also why they're not trying to hastily move out or hastily get a divorce because it means something. They have young kids too. Yeah. Like that's a lot. And there's so much uncertainty right now with COVID and, you know, with especially being in California and politically and their their child's, you know, sexuality and their child's like living their life out loud. And then another child's mental health and everything is so public that, again, they didn't sign up for these kids. And now no matter what Bronwyn and Sean do, that these kids are always going to be under this microscope no matter what. Even if they fall out, there's always going to be somebody who's checking their story, someone who's looking at something. And there's a lot of things to consider. And I, 
I mean, shout out to parents out there because y'all make a lot of hard decisions. I yeah. couldn't. I could not. I didn't. I can't think about that many people at one time. When I, when my now fiance decided to go back to school, I was like, "All right, I'm out. I'm gonna go where she is." Like I just left, and my mom was like, "What about me?" And I was like, "What about you?" But if my mom ever just left me, I would die. So <laughs> it's a lot, and I think that your story that is so he- like really nail on the head that's insane like how similar it is but no it's it is and my, don't consider these are real kids yeah and my stepfather was the one going through his sobriety and like there are so many parallels oh, wow. between their situation and our situation i have a lot more empathy for them but then at the same time i'm just like oh but like for Sean, because like I know how difficult it was for like my stepfather. And then, you know, it was just mm. again, there are just so many emotions that like everyone I just want to be a little more respectful and empathetic for, you know, everything that they're all going through. Whether, you know, people think that she's doing a lot of this for attention or not, just know that there are so many other people involved in it. Well, may I just say to people who think that it does always seem like the catch twenty two of viewers because we absolutely hate any, we call every housewife narcissistic. Yeah. And then we say they're doing things for attention. But yeah. then the moment they're too normal, like the amount of times I've heard people say, I don't like Dr. Wendy on Potomac because she's too normal. That's like, so which is it, girl? Because y'all hate Candace for being too much. Yeah. But do you hate Dr. Wendy for not being enough? Like, where is the middle? Like, there is no middle. It does take a certain kind of person to be on housewives. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Think okay. about that. Like <laughs> now, we need to talk about Tom and Erica. Because now, because now it's it's about Tom. Now <laughs> we're hearing that that there's that um what was it? Erica's brother-in-law is saying that Tom is unfit or he's mentally incompetent and doesn't understand how bad the situation is, and he's not well enough to participate in or to really understand what the case is and the the allegations against him. Do you believe that this is true or do you believe that this is a cop-out for Mr. Girardi? So I want to say it's a cop-out because I'm just so skeptical of rich white men. Just always. <laughs> you should just always think that they're going to do whatever they can for self-preservation. But I also think that could be true and then enter, enter, very much so couldn't it be true that he is not competent because I've heard, you know, people have always launched around those voicemails of him calling clients. And I've had people say, it doesn't sound like he's all there. Like it sounds very spaced and a uh, little like not coherent um, and, and things. So there, there could be merit to that claim it also could just, but at the same time, lawyers' jobs would take like one small thing and blow it up in favor of themselves in the court. So Tom could have like, I don't know, bumped his head on the kitchen cabinet and they would be like, he has a concussion. He cannot think straight as too many things. You need to get 15 doctors and a lot of things. We need, to, we need three more continuances until we can know for certain that there is no brain bleed. Okay? And like that's exactly... What is the, the best yeah. that you pay them for? So and to Tom make a best to do it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Erica's always told us. Is that Tom is really good at what he does? So I wouldn't be surprised if Tom is involved in his own defense and doing what he has to do for self-preservation. Because 
to be honest, I kind of get it. They're in the shitter. This is bad. This is really bad. So many lawyers, uh, I love my followers who are lawyers. They are constantly in my DMs. They explain those damn depositions to me. They explain all those documents. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And they're like, short version, this is bad. Yeah. He should be very afraid. And so should Erica. And I'm like, oh, what scandal? Like, <laughs> and she's not looking she's not looking afraid at all she's doing her nope. sexy instagrams she's and her cute little confessionals yeah very blonde very rooted a lot of roots happening now um maybe because she can't afford the same glancing i don't know i mean her assets are all frozen uh, how much do you Ooh. think she knows i've revealed my theories about like how much i think she's mm-hmm. aware of all of it but what are your thoughts on erica and and her involvement i think she knows and then chose not to know i think she's very aware of when things are bad i think tom probably settled down i think they have that relationship i have been told by uh, some of those, you know, lawyer followers who are amazing of mine who have been like, secretary that she's listed as is not the same thing. She's not, you know, doing the paperwork and, you know, running the the office, like an office manager type secretary, which very hard work. So shout out to secretaries out there. She's like a secretary, like an officer of his corporation, allegedly. Like she's really in the trenches. And I think that they would not do that if it wasn't like a, she's loyal. I think he trusts her. So he put a lot of faith in her, a lot of kind of confidence in her and gave her a lot of secrets, trade secrets and things like that. Mm. And I mean, we've seen the things of the LLC having her initials. Like there are things that I just don't believe he was doing all this in the name of you, like for you, you benefited from so much of it allegedly, but you knew nothing of where it was coming from. Like lawyers don't charge that much. Like, I'm sorry. So there just felt like there was things that I think she knew. And then she, at certain points she was like, culpability, I don't want to know that. Or he protested her and was like, I don't want to tell you this so you don't have to testify in court because so you don't know this. But she knew things, shit was going to hit the fan. I believe that. I believe that she's known for a while it was going to hit the fan. I believe she knows what the makeup of the shit was. And I believe she knew the location of the fan that it was going to hit. I believe she knew the details. And now there's just a lot of things that he probably did to protect her. So why file for divorce? (laughs) I honestly think that, and this is like from an ABC family show that I won't even mention that I watched, but I think it's to stop assets and stuff from being decided upon. If you charge him and say, you need to pay all these things. And he's like, well, my money is joint. Oh, and we're in a divorce, by the way. So until that gets settled, I don't know how much I have. I don't know how much I have to pay in alimony, spousal support, blah, blah, blah. What if they try to take the house to give to these poor victims or something, like liquidate the house. But what if Erica gets the house in a divorce? Like There are things that I think that divorce just kind of stalls a lot of the moving of the money. I think that it just makes the most amount of sense like the other only other option, only other benefit you have is that you stay married and she can't testify against you, but you both could be bankrupt on the street. But if there is some divorce, there's settlements and things. And we all know divorces can take years. Let's ask Elizabeth Vargas <laughs> how long it can take until the lump sums come, you know? I like I actually liked Elizabeth Vargas. You did? I That's didn't, good for her. <laughs> you didn't like her? 
I do not like her. It was one of the main reasons that I was like, I'm glad to not be watching. She was not my puller. And I was like, no. And from what I hear, people just are like, girl, talk about it or don't. But there was a lot of like, oh, I can't talk about that. And I would have money, but I don't yet. Like, it's coming. But like, I just, I would give her a second season. So maybe she'll have it by then. But there just seems to be like, I don't like when people are cagey in their first season. You can't be cagey up front. We do That's not true. know you. Okay. Like in the very first season, Whitney has stripped in front of, or did a pole dance in front of her daughter and her dad. Um, the dad has been in sober living and taken them for every dollar that they have. Practically, she has told us that they are come from a long line of Mormons who used to hide wives and ha- in basements and whatnot. Like, I want details. Give me the details. Like, Heather got the driver of the Mormon man's son, grandson, or whatever in her house. She exposed ex-husbands after talking. All that shit about him all season. Can you imagine how that went? I can't imagine. No. Nope. I really want to know how he feels after watching season one. And he like filmed, like he agreed to do it. I guess that's the last time we'll see that man again. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. But like you can't be crazy to me in season one. I don't know you. I, I have you. no reason to believe you should hide yourself. I hear that. Um, what are your biggest predictions for the new season of Jersey? Um, fire. Amazing. We're going to get another Teresa versus her brother and sister-in-law fight. I and love Melissa's moment where she like flip. We don't see Melissa flip out very often. It's like, it reminds me of that season where she is on her knees yeah. begging Teresa We're to begging stop hurting you us. to stop hurting us. It is so dramatic. And again, Teresa is just like rolling her eyes. She rolled her eyes then. Drilling her eyes now. She just simply doesn't care. It's fantastic. I'm sorry. Like, they're just so passionate. It is just like, in any other normal circumstance, we'd be all, like, in real life, dying. Like, of embarrassment. Can you calm down? Why are you yelling? I mean, think about how much emphasis we've given Potomac from that one fight. These Italians have been knocked down, drag out on Jersey for decades. Right. And like it, it, it never phases them. They're all back to kumbaya bringing sprinkle cookies and having a good time. And and the fact that Gorga or uh, yeah, Joey is going to like launch this allegation at Teresa to basically like your husband killed my mom. Like she was so worried about you that she died. Like, whoa, <laughs> what a assignment of responsibility like and how dare you defend him like never mind the fact that she's had a million kids with this man never mind the fact that he afforded her a life for a really long time she must abandon him now because mom comes first like the dynamics of family in jersey is insane to me like it's just i never know who to be loyal to so i'm very excited i think it's going to be a really great time i think it was a very bold choice that they're like the one of the few franchises that has not changed a single cast member in now three solid seasons. Yep. Like, I don't, has that ever happened before? No, I mean, other I than Jersey, no. I can't think of it. And I think that that's a bold choice. And we'll see if it works. But I love their cast photo shoot. I thought that they, that they all looked great collectively. I had my thoughts and feelings on certain ones. I thought Melissa looked 25 out of 10 like drop dead gorgeous but i love the colors i thought it was very like brassy and that gave me i like that vibe from them it felt strong i am excited i cannot wait i think we really need this and this is like now the first official season that is filmed 
at the norm of quarantine and COVID that we know. You know what I mean? Like Atlanta happened. It was still really early that they were filming it. Atlanta, Georgia itself was just super too open and doing the most and letting way too much shit happen. And they were, we didn't know if face shields were good yet. And there was not a lot of testing. There was a lot of unknowns. But Jersey, they, we, we're where they are now. Like everything yeah. is pretty much like caught up. Like we now know we need to quarantine. We need to test. We need to do the mat. We need to be cautious. They're only filming like with the people that have been approved. Like these type of things are now all figured out. And there should be no reason why it's not perfect because it should be seamless. And they've had time to prepare for this. So I'm ready. Game on. I'm ready too. I think it's going to be a good season. It's going to take us back to like that season three, season four drama. Like though three, four, yeah. and five were like peak Jersey. Yeah. Isn't like episode one, I think, of season three is the christening. Yep. And I remember thinking, we have we will never start a season off like that again. That is history. Like never will we ever see that again. But I mean, who do we expect it from if not these women where season one, Teresa flipped the table. Like, we've never seen this shit. Like, Jersey is always the first. I just need to know what the Judice family has against tables. Because we see it in this trailer. <laughs> they just, like, love to bang the tables and flip the tables and throw shit on tables. And why do they just think those tables are, like, dispensable? Like, they can just get rid of them or they can just destroy them and, you know, rough them up. Like, no, this is someone else's property. Right. It's always, it's never their own. It's always no. someone else's property. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Moni, for chatting with me today. Where can people follow you and, and catch your podcast, Mixing with Moni? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You can absolutely listen to me on any podcast platform that you are listening to this one by searching Mixing with Moni. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Yes, go mix with Moni at Mixing with Moni, and you can stir the pot with me <laughs> at Just Plain Zach. And don't forget to follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You can tune in to our Monday news breakdowns and our Wednesday unfiltered interviews. I want to know what you've thought about last week's interview with Cam Westcott from Real Housewives of Dallas. Are you a fan of Dallas, Moni? I'm watching. <laughs> it's it's my first time watching <laughs> Dallas, like actually watching it. So it's I look forward oh. to seeing what Dallas has to offer for me. But um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to join our private Facebook group, the link is in the description below. I have a lot more tea that'll be spilled later this month and later this year. It's 2021, and I'm ready to just like tear shit up. Yes. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> 